0: Welcome to episode 30 of the Eaching with Clarity podcast. For this one, I thought I'd share a recent reading from my own journal. As I've talked about before, we had to move house last year. We haven't found a permanent home yet, and I don't know when or how that might happen, but we do have a place we can stay for a year or so, and that's lovely. As soon as I knew I could stay here, I mean within 24 hours of finding out, I started reaching out to local amateur symphony orchestras, asking them if they had space for another cellist. Most of them said no. It's the same story everywhere, there are just too many of us. But one said yes. And on the day of the first rehearsal with this orchestra, I asked the year for an auspice and advice for joining it, and received hexagram 38, opposing... Changing at lines 2 and 4 to 27, Nourishment. You could probably use a bit more background before I get into the reading. Orchestras have been a vital part of my life since I was a weird, unpopular teenager who joined youth orchestras. They were a place to belong, and a place to be part of something so much bigger than I am, in the middle of this huge, glorious music. I can throw my whole self into it without reserve, body, mind, heart and soul. I love it. Possibly the hardest single thing about lockdown was not being able to make music with other people. Back at our former home, I'd played in the Oxford Symphony Orchestra for over 20 years, and for much of that time I'd been leading the cellos, right at the heart of the orchestra, part of the furniture, surrounded by friends. So now I knew I was going to be in the same place for long enough to make a commitment to an orchestra again, this was absolutely the first thing I wanted to do. And now you can probably see what Hexagram 27 is doing in the background to this reading. It's about every kind of nourishment, emotional, social, intellectual, spiritual, as well as material, and I was hungry to be part of a full symphony orchestra again. I really feel half-starved without one. Nourishment. Constancy brings good fortune. See the jaws and your own quest for something real to fill your mouth. This, a bit unusually for an oracle text, contains some direct advice. See the jaws. Know your hunger. Observe how it motivates you. Be aware. In the image, this crystallises into a more detailed counsel. Below the mountain is thunder, nourishment, the noble one reflects on her words in conversation and is discriminating about what she eats and drinks. I think that's good advice for me. I did need to tread a bit cautiously as a newcomer, kind of watch myself and make sure I wasn't too much, didn't overdo it. Which brings me to hexagram 38. Opposing. Seeing differently. Being the outsider. This was a lot less easy to understand, because orchestras are family for me, by default. You don't get instant belonging and friendship, of course, but as soon as you set bow to string, you're part of something, you're on the inside. Still, it's true I'm an outsider here. I'm from a different part of the country, I don't know anyone, of course, while everyone else has been playing and socialising together for years, or maybe decades. So here I was as Hexagram 38 with Hexagram 27. The outsider seeking nourishment. That sums it up pretty well. And this helped prepare me for what actually has been a bit of a 38-ish experience, not just as compared with the Oxford orchestras where I was part of the furniture, but also other orchestras where I've been new. The contrast with Hexagram 37, people in the home, says opposing means outside, people in the home means inside. And I've spent much of this first few months feeling more or less on the outside. People were mostly friendly, of course, but I didn't get the impression anyone was thinking, oh look, a newcomer, we must make sure she feels welcome and part of the family. Actually, that isn't true. The conductor did exactly that. He's a hugely warm-hearted man who's been unfailingly kind and personally welcoming. He was the one I connected with when I found the orchestra online and applied to join, and I think that's the story being told in Moving Line 2. Meeting a master in the lane, not a mistake. This is a meeting by coincidence. You probably didn't make an appointment to meet the master in the lane, you just happened to run into them. When I first looked for orchestras around here, I didn't even hear of this one. It doesn't seem to be quite as well known as the others, the ones that didn't have any space. Which is extraordinary, actually, as its standard of playing is amazing, they're ever so good. But they happened to show up in some search results, and I reached out, the conductor sent me his phone number so we could chat, and he explained they happened to be missing a couple of their regulars, and he invited me to join. So the line's happy coincidence is there in my experience, and so too is the sense of something provisional. We won't be able to stay in this area in the long term. We may only have another nine months, I don't know. I think that just makes it all the more important to make the connections I can whenever I can. When this line changes on its own, it points you to hexagram 21, biting through which is about biting through obstacles and making a connection. I think meeting the master in the lane is how the outsider, the protagonist of Hexagram 38, makes connections. It may not feel completely solid. It's not how I would have expected to join an orchestra, really. What normally happens is that a newcomer has a kind of trial week or two, where the leader has them up to sit next to her or him to see where they fit into the section and maybe let them know tactfully if they don't. But there was nothing like that here. The conductor welcomed me in, told me where to sit, and there I sat. I'd met the master in the lane. No mistake. Nothing wrong with that. Line four, I think, is continuing the same story. It's telling me about this orchestra and especially about its conductor. Opposed, alone. Meet an inspiring man, joining together in trust, danger, no mistake. To understand what I mean here, you need to know a bit about how an amateur orchestra normally works. I suppose it's like any big organisation, there are a lot of different jobs to do to keep it all running. Someone needs to keep tabs on the membership, deal with applications to join, Make sure there are the right number of players to cover all the parts. Someone needs to choose what we'll play. Hire the music. Make sure it all gets sorted out and sent back after the concert. Find a place for us to rehearse and hire that. The same for a place to perform in. And find and book the soloist. And organise ticket sales. And write the programme notes and get the programmes printed. And organise publicity and build and maintain the website and keep the players informed by email and manage the accounts, and so on. There is a lot. Orchestras, as far as I know, have committees of six or twelve people to cover it all, and they're always trying to get more players to help. Except, it turns out, not this orchestra. As far as I can make out, the conductor does the whole lot himself with a little help from his wife. I just learned that he actually founded this group, so it wouldn't exist without him. And so I think this explains why, even though I was joining a whole orchestra, I had two lines about meeting a single man. An inspiring man, this line says. Actually, the word also means original, primary, and a leader. That's definitely him. This line changing on its own brings in hexagram 41, decreasing, and the question of what you give up when you join together in trust. Of course I do give some things up in order to play here, time and expense to travel to rehearsals each week, daily practice to make sure I don't let people down, and actually the first thing I did after this first rehearsal and this reading was to give up a course I'd been going to go on over Easter because it clashed with the concert date but really, none of this is a sacrifice. You remember Hexagram 27. This is what I wanted more than anything. Outsider status and all, it really doesn't matter. There's not much I wouldn't do for this. So, I wonder about the danger-no-mistake part of this line. I suppose for me there is a danger of taking on too much. I was asked if I'd be willing to fill in for someone in the Associated Chamber Orchestra, too. Absolutely, I would. Do I mind that this means 90 minutes by train each way and getting home after 11? Not even a tiny bit. But of course, the real sacrifice is being made by the conductor who does a monstrous amount of work for his orchestra. And I think, in a way, there's a danger for the orchestra in this setup. I've a feeling that when the conductor retires, it'll just vanish. Perhaps that's part of the difference between 37 and 38. The home has its agreed structure of relationships and shared assets. The Chinese word for home shows a pig under the roof. And this makes it robust and enduring. It's like your traditional British amateur orchestra that might have been going for 100 years or more. Line 4 is traditionally the place for the minister or the supporter, the one who says, How can I help? What can I do here? 37 line 4 is enriching the home, great good fortune. 38 line 4 is joining in trust with one inspiring man, exactly what this orchestra has done, and I think that makes it feel provisional, almost fragile by comparison and maybe it's all the more precious for that. I certainly feel tremendously lucky to have been able to join it. One more reading. I cast this one for something to bear in mind on concert day, and for that I received Hexagram 36, Brightness Hiding, with no changing lines. Brightness Hiding, Constancy and Hardship Bears Fruit. Of course, this is not what most people would think of as a quote-unquote good reading. But actually, for me, on the day, it was exactly what I needed. There was no injury involved. I really enjoyed myself. The thing is, did I mention that the standard of this orchestra is really high? Because the standard is really high. In my former orchestral life, I quite often found myself leading a cello section. That is... Not on the cards here. In this section, I'm surrounded by my equals and my betters. Now, the person leading a section, especially among amateurs, sometimes needs to be a kind of shining beacon of confidence. And of course, if there are any solos, she plays them. So some of the skill that I'd been using in orchestras for decades is about being visible and shining out. Hexagram 36 came as a reminder that this was not about shining anywhere. As a regular member in the middle of a string section, the whole point is to blend your sound into the whole. If anyone can hear you playing individually, you're probably doing it wrong. I needed to hide my light. And if you're reading between the lines here and thinking I needed to discover a little humility... You could be right. This actually takes me right back to being that weird, unpopular teenager who found her joy in orchestras, a lot thirty-five or forty years ago. Long before I learned to lead a section, I learned to play as part of the whole, and I found I loved it. Hexagram thirty-six, Brightness Hiding, contains the nuclear hexagram forty, Release, That's the hexagram hidden inside it, that kind of unfurls like an opening bud from its inner lines. Two, three, four, and four, five, six. So hiding your light contains this possibility of release. There's a true freedom in not being visible, being able to give my whole self to what I'm doing with nothing else to worry about. It occurs to me that I've received thirty-six and thirty-eight, the two hexagrams on either side of 37 people in the home, the family, which, like I said, is the one I might have expected to receive about an orchestra. Odd, that. But then, I do know we can't stay in this part of the country for long, so this was never going to be my future musical home. It's just a lovely experience to have. Actually, though, Hexagram 37 is hidden away in that first reading. With the second and fourth lines changing, that makes a yang pattern of change of hexagram 40 release, and a yin pattern of 37. I've talked about change patterns before, haven't I? They're the hexagram you see if you look only at the pattern of which lines are changing. If you highlight the changing lines in this reading, 2 and 4, by making them yin while the other line positions are yang, Then you have the yin change pattern, 37 people in the home. It shows how the situation was opening up, offering me a way to find my place. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll have another listener's reading for you next month. If you'd like to share a reading of yours on the podcast and discuss it with me, please visit onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash share. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash S-H-A-R-E. And you can book yourself a slot there. Oh, one last thing. I've been invited to participate in a new podcast, In Conversation with Lauren Hubelay. She's a practitioner of gemotherapy, which is a subtle natural therapy using the buds of trees and shrubs, and she had the idea of comparing the characters of individual trees and their essences with the hexagrams. It's not something I would ever have dreamt of, but it leads to some really interesting conversations. The podcast is called Rooted in Change, and you can find it on Spotify or iTunes. There are five episodes live already. I've posted links in the Eching community, so you can find it at onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash roots, O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O forward slash R-O-O-T-S. Have a listen and see what you think.